Welcome. You're listening to Soli, a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. Welcome back, Soli listeners. This is part two of our episode where we go over all the different types of readings that are out there that you could receive. We wanted to put out there if you are someone who facilitates one of these readings and would like to explain to our audience a little more in depth about what it is you do, we would love to have you on. At the bottom of the page here, we'll have our show notes and our contact information will be there. Please reach out and help us enlighten people. Awesome. Enjoy this episode, everyone. Let's touch down on card readings a little bit here too. So tarot, oracle, angel card readings and kind of, you know, what those would be used for, what the difference is and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So in this area, you know, we're kind of getting more into like specific divination tools. So one disclaimer I, I do want to say or feel called to say is any tool works. You know, the magic's within all of us. So each reader, each practitioner has just built a relationship up with the type of tool that they're using to help tune into their intuition to help deliver a message. So in that understanding that I have with that, you know, I don't see some people have fearful feelings or negative feelings towards certain types of readings. And so I just, I just kind of want to put it out there that I I would just explore that. Like, what is it that makes you uncomfortable with it? I know since we're talking about card readings, I know tarot kind of has a little bit of a dark cloud over it. I've had clients come up to me and say, or people that didn't realize I did readings, like, oh my God, you do readings? Yeah. Oh, you don't do tarot, do you? It's pickle no, but... Yeah, you know what's the difference? So I I do just kind of feel the need to like remind everyone that these are just tools. You know, it's it's the person that's that's done the training and using their intuition to spread the message. So there's many different ways, and we'll get into that anyway. So tarot is it's a very old form of card reading. Most people are familiar with this word or the imagery that comes along with it. I think what probably people feel maybe like a hesitation or a worry about it is because in tarot, whether the card is faced upward or downward, that can signify more of a positive or negative side of the story, I guess. So it, I guess it can have more of maybe a warning kind of feeling to some of the messaging. How would, like, would you agree with that, Shayla? Yeah, I think that that's part of it. It also does have more of, I guess, well, from what I understand, like, I'd have to look into it more and we could actually do some research and do a more in-depth thing about tarot. But it did start off more as just like a game at one point, like a long time ago, and then it evolved into being used for divination in this way. But it does have a lot of imagery in it. It does have some, like more occult kind of imagery as well which that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad either like I think there are a lot of things that people have taken and either used in a good way or not so good way right and different practices and stuff like that and then we have religion who comes in who you know is very against these things and then a lot of people get that perception of it being evil or bad or whatever word you want to use with that but I think it is interesting like tarot does have more of a story it does have some astrology as well in it depending on which deck you kind of use i know also too like alistair crawley he also is not what really well loved by a lot of people like because he is more occult kind of thing but he did make a, a pretty popular deck as well so that could have some reference to why people don't really like it either because there's a lot of negative stuff said about him and he's somebody who i need to do more research on because people are either like no he's fine it just he was kind of attacked for his beliefs and like he was at the same time as a lot of this like religious stuff happening and, and stuff like that where there was a lot of attack on 
occult practices that weren't Christian based kind of thing. So and he does like sex magic and all these different things. And he I think he was the first one who also created the spelling of magic with like a CK kind of thing. So there's like a lot of history and different writings on him and stuff like that. I think that could also play a big part into why it's been a little bit, you know seen as not the greatest thing for some people but for me i see it as just another tool to use and it's how you use it and all that and it does have a lot of numerology in it as well so it does kind of combine a lot of it i know like two of the main cards that probably well three there's three cards that probably really terrify people there's one that's the devil card, you know, so the fact that the yeah. word the devil's on there, but that card just represents like maybe an addiction or like an unhealthy relationship with something. Then there's the death card, which is the most terrifying of them all. Obviously, no one wants to receive that, but that represents the end of something. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean physical death. And then the tower, which is the one that like everyone gets and it's upside down, which is like or right side up, which I can't remember yeah. which, but you know, everything's falling apart. So it does have some imagery, like you said, and some connotations that connect itself to maybe more kind of fear-based ideas. But again, like I'm glad you said, it's really the person that's doing it. I've had some tarot readings done by people and they were very beautiful. You know, they were very high spirited, high vibrational, you know, so it is the practitioner and you're going to find there's so many different types of people. You need people giving readings in so many different ways because... People that connect more to occult stuff, maybe they connect a little bit more with these a little darker imagery or a little more of that kind of vibe to it than they would, you know, a bright angel glistening rainbows, sparkle reading, you know. So there has to be a spectrum of facilitators out there. Just keep that in mind. So the other card readings that I wanted to touch on, and these are ones that I do, they're kind of the same, but oracle cards is another one. And then angel cards, which angels cards are oracle cards you're just really kind of focusing on connecting with angels while you're doing it with angels yeah yes 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 so oracle cards these are mostly about positivity and getting information to help you achieve the greatest good i i would say for the most part of all the ones i've ever encountered or the ones that I've even, even the readings that I've received with Oracle cards, they just tend to have more of this kind of positive vibe to them. So someone asked me the other day, like, who would come to an Oracle card reading? And I said, well, if you subscribe to the idea that you have angels and guides and helpers around you spiritually, this is a tool that we can use to help try to get information as to what it is we need to know and what it is that's going to help us achieve the greatest good possible you know what are things in our life or things about the situation that maybe we're not paying attention to or you know reminders we need about things that are really positive in our energy to help guide us through the situation so to me they just tend to be pretty warm and positive and about like keeping your eyes up keeping your head up yeah there is more of an uplifting kind of energy to angel card readings even oracle readings as well and i think the fun part with the oracle type thing is like there are so many different themes and so many beautiful you know art renditions and like you can really get some that resonate with you and kind of who you are and your vibe which is really fun and yeah like even tarot there's like a lot of different variations that people are making there's like more traditional stuff and there's just like a lot of really beautiful art which is really cool to see And I think, you know, this is another thing where, especially even with tarot, like even though there's like set meanings, it really is the person who's going to bring through their own interpretation of things and really using their intuition and creating a story from it. Because you might just like even use, for example, an oracle card and for the reader, the color stands out or a shape or something. And that triggers in them, you know, either clairvoyance or clairaudience, like all the different ways that they connect with spirit and with your own energy and all that stuff. So it's not like a cut and dry. This is exactly what it's supposed to mean. Usually they have guidebooks with them, which is nice if you're just pulling for yourself and you can read what it means or what the author or the creator of it wanted to kind of portray or whatever. But I think they're really fun readings and a good way for you to kind of do something at home as well, right? Like you can just take a card and kind of like do a reading on yourself as well. So Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I I was going to say like these are tools that are, you can find them anywhere and you can do these at home and you can practice and learn, you know, how to read cards and do little, you know, pulls for yourself and you don't necessarily have to go to and professional reader. You know, this is something you can build and learn on your own. So then that, I think, kind of segues then into just general psychic readings. Mm -hmm. 
because a lot of times these card readings facilitate more of a psychic theme or narrative to them. And what I mean by that is the reader is using their sensitivity to be able to tap into the energy which you're currently setting in. And sometimes the possibilities of coming moments based upon your current energy. And I'm being very specific how I'm explaining Mm -hmm. that because I want people to know that I have a lot of time, I have people coming to me and they're wanting kind of specific answers about what choices they should make in the future. The, The power of Everything is right here in the moment. All of the power in life is in the moment. It's not in the past and the future's not written yet. It's all right here. So there are possible outcomes that can happen in the future based upon, like I said, where you are energetically setting, but you have free will. And that means you can choose to turn left or you can choose to turn right or go forward or whatever. Whatever you choose, is going to change your energy. For example, let's say you're in a negative relationship. And if you choose to stay in that relationship, then the reader is going to pick up on probably some negative things or negative, you know, not so not great experiences that might be coming up for you. But if you decide then tomorrow, I'm going to get out of this relationship, that could, I'm not saying it's going to, but it could then bring more of a positive, you know, I, you, you, you decide I'm going to start taking care of myself and I'm going to start respecting myself more and I'm going to make sure I'm with people that treat me better and all of this. That's going to bring a different outcome for you energetically, but you're the one that gets to decide, you know, what decision you make. So that's the point I really want to get across to people is, yes, we have trained, some people have specifically trained in psychic reading as opposed to just like mediumship readings. And people are able to pick up on things that are coming in the future. But again, they're all, it's fluid. You know, it could change and the tide can shift very quickly. So that's my little spiel on psychic (laughs) readings. That's why you'll notice in my business that I have for my mediumship, I label myself at the moment as a psychic medium, where Shayla is more comfortable with the word intuitive medium. And That is so that the public kind of gets an idea as to what it is they can expect. Some people don't like to try to tap into the future necessarily or don't want to attract people that necessarily are hoping just for that kind of information because it is, you know, we can, again, we can give you an idea, but it's it's up to you to really decide how your future unfolds. Yeah, for sure. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, those books, pick your own adventure kind of thing where you decide which way to go. And a lot of times we'll have certain outcomes that we kind of are supposed to go to. Um, But there's different ways of getting there, right? So, and that all kind of wraps into the whole thing, like you said, in the now and how time is not, it's like we try to construct it, but it, it has its own thing. It's kind of all happening now. So that's why I personally don't like doing, you know, future things or giving. I really don't like when people go to a psychic to give away their power and to get them to decide for them because like you should never, ever put into someone's hands whether or not you get a divorce. Or you decide to have another child or you move to another area of the world or whatever. Like those are things that you have to come to the conclusion for yourself. I think I try to focus more on like the energy around it or why you're feeling certain things. Where is it coming from? How can you work with your own energy to feel more confident in yourself moving forward and stuff like that? But I think we all kind of see psychic. We have had a lot of imagery of like psychic tarot readers or like, you know, one of those. Cleo. Yeah. (laughs) Call me now. Or like, you know, just like a globe. What are they called? I don't even use them. A crystal ball. ball. I actually have one. Somebody gave one to me. (laughs) It's really pretty looking, but I've never used it. But yeah, like that kind of imagery of a psychic just telling you what to do and knowing absolutely everything about you. And there is some aspects where you can really see into people's energies and what they're feeling or why they're doing certain things. But I think for for me, and I think even for you too, it's like those predictive things or those decision-making things are... You know, we have to create boundaries as readers with people too. But I do see a lot of people searching for that. They just really want to feel validated or they they feel like they need someone to tell them where to go. But so for me, that's where I've always been really careful why I use the word intuitive because I don't want to really put forth, even though it is a psychic connection, I don't want to give that kind of understanding because that's kind of like culturally and like media wise what we've kind of seen of psychics and stuff like that. But with that too, even for the readings I do, I kind of have a mediumship reading, but it's also intuitive. So 
it's basically whatever spirit wants to bring through at the time because some people think they want mediumship or they're like, oh, mediumship, but they don't actually have anybody who they've lost. What they're actually looking for is somewhere like right. more of a soul reading or kind of some energetic help with that or like just kind of more information on that. So I guess that kind of comes to how readings can kind of mesh too. There's yep. a lot of people I see who don't just do psychic anymore, just do mediumship. They're kind of like, hey, this is my like combined reading and whatever comes up comes up as well kind of thing. But like, I guess if you were going to get just a classic psychic reading, that's really the reader connecting to your energy and yes. feeling into that. It could even be like your higher self, which is basically the loving, most kind of enlightened version of yourself to try to bring through information that would help you in this moment so i think that's kind of more so the the difference because mediumship is connecting to an outside source like someone else like a different energy someone who's passed away or an animal even yeah and i will say my preface of that was for people who are going out looking for reading mm -hmm. there are traditional psychics who and even people we're familiar with who do future predictions and a lot of it sometimes comes true. <laughs> there's some famous ones like Edgar Cayce. Right. I know there's some stuff Sylvia Brown predicted that did ring true. But even in that sense, whenever a, a psychic does give that information, if they hit eight things that are true and there's two things that are, people pretty much stick with what they got wrong, you know? So again, that goes back to the fact that even these very gifted folks with very strong gifts are able to tap into information. They are also still interpreting what it is that they're given and what it is that they're collecting. And then again, it's what it is they're collecting in that moment of the energy of the world. So even if they're not necessarily just picking up what your future is, if they're like, what's the future of the country or what's the future of the world or what's coming up, da da da, you know, all of that still is fluid. So keep that in mind. What, you know, when, you know, people, it's hard when psychics go out public, you know, it's, it's a very vulnerable position to be in. And, you know, the second that they get it wrong, then, then they're yeah, done, you know? That's so true. that's the other reason that, again, I'm just like, that's why I'm trying to kind of explain how it is this works so that people know what to expect. Like right. it's not, it's not always going to be true and it's not always going to make, you know, make sense. Yeah. And the interesting thing too, when you talked about those people that predicted things there's a lot of times where i think because this is something that everyone can really do but we may not be aware of it there have been so many like movies or books that were written that really predicted things that would come true but at the time mm -hmm. like they're not psychics right they didn't know but it's really interesting to kind of see how that has happened i think like the simpsons is known for like having a lot yeah of right that, like predictive or whatever so that's kind of mm -hmm. interesting and there's a lot of other ones too but that's kind of something to know. And you're right. Like you could say 10 things, right? And then the 11th thing is wrong. And it's like, that you're, you're done. You get wrong. <laughs> you're done. You're done. There's a few more here, but one that just popped into my mind really quickly was medical intuition as well. Yes. Yes. Which is becoming quite popular, I've noticed, at least especially. But that is more so when people tap into physical sensations in the body, illnesses or energies that could be creating tension in your body or your life that could be manifesting an illness. And with these people, it's really important to know that. And they will say this, that they're not doctors, medical professionals. It's just another way to kind of tap into your energy and then take that information and go to your doctor or go seek some more help with that to figure it out. Because a lot of times we kind of live in a broken medical system where you know, doctors won't necessarily have the time or don't really want to look deeper into certain things. And so a lot of people that go to these readings are usually people that are like, there is something wrong. I know that there's something happening. And so either they can get someone who's really good at it to pinpoint where it's coming from and then they can go seek additional help or it might even be partially too because I think there's a lot of different things that can happen like you can also have a lot of trauma stored in certain parts of your body so if they're able to pinpoint where the trauma came from you may have a better chance of being able to let it go and that can also kind of relieve you of like pain or tension or things like that too so there's a lot of different things with that but I think the most important thing is to note that people who do this work they know they're not doctors they know they're not medical professionals but they had experiences a lot of the times where what got them into this work was actually feeling into other people's energy and being able to help them and be like, I feel like, you know, you might want to go get your stomach checked out because I'm feeling there is some pain there and that, you know, just go check it out and they get like a cancer diagnosis or something. So I've noticed a lot of people who do medical intuition have had a lot of previous moments in their life and then they've kind of realized that what was happening and they then they decide to develop that gift. Yeah. yeah. And it's amazing because some of the ones that I've been exposed to don't necessarily 
necessarily have much of a medical background and they then tend to know like terms and things for yeah, certain so systems in the body. Yeah. yeah. So it's really interesting. And I think it's interesting too. I think maybe this is a little woo, but I do feel the world moving into a space where we start to all tap into our intuition a little bit. And I really do see that there would be a benefit in the medical field for that. And what I mean by that is, you know, doctors, especially here in the States, I'm not sure how it is in Canada, our systems are run completely different. But, you know, there's such a fear in the States that, you know, they're going to get a medical malpractice lawsuit and, you know, they're understaffed and they're overworked, especially after a pandemic. And I mean, just there's so much on a doctor's plate that you don't always get the best bedside manner and the best service. And if you don't, you know, you're asked very specific questions. And if you don't check these boxes, then they're kind of, you know, they kind of run out of advice to give because they got, they don't want to tell you something, say something wrong. You know what I mean? There's just such a, it's just, it's this delicate relationship here. And that's, I, this is a broad stroke. I'm not, this is not every single doctor. You know, I, one of the doctors I see is like the most amazing human. And he like says and talks to me and like, takes all the time. So this isn't everyone. But if the, that field could then start to lean and work on their intuition a little bit based upon the knowledge that they're trained in, you know, like, you know, for me, the reason my clairvoyance works so well is because my whole life and all of my career has been a visual thing. You know, I do hair, I do art. So like that skill for me is very easy. And I get some really validating information due to the fact that I've built that up over my lifetime. So take a doctor who's been trained completely in the world of medicine and has all the accolades and degrees that you could get, then have them develop their intuition. I mean, that would be amazing, in my opinion. Like yeah. you would have just like so much access to so much information and probably could you know, offer a lot of healing. But so I don't know, I have a week because I keep seeing medical intuitive pop up around everywhere. So I do kind of feel like it's going to be interesting to watch that kind of evolve with our forms of healing as we progress. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Okay. So actually that kind of is a good way to kind of go into this. It's basically energy healing. Mm -hmm. So Reiki, there's, that's probably the most well-known, I think, energy healing at this point, but there's a lot of other ones as well. But basically Reiki, just like in a nutshell, it was started in Japan. It's a universal energy force. So when the Reiki practitioner is doing energy healing, they are also supposed to be receiving healing energy as well, which is nice because then you're not being drained as the, the practitioner. But this is something that I've seen a lot of massage therapists and stuff also use as well because it's a very good add-on for that type of thing. But when you're doing this type of energy healing, there's two ways to do it. Like you can do it distant as well, which is the nice thing. I do like doing it in person because like I also have my Reiki certification, but you can either put your hands on the person or you can have it a few like feet away from their body or inches. So you kind of just go through this whole energetic healing process where you go around the body. You can also do by proxy. For example, a lot of people when they're doing Reiki, they're doing distance readings. They'll use like a teddy bear <laughs> or some people even use like if they're doing like a podcast or like recording it kind of thing for the client, they'll use their microphone and they kind of use it as an outline for the person's body or where they would put the energy, if that makes sense. The way I like to do it is I just close my eyes and I picture that person energy field and their body and then I'll put it on their head on their shoulders and just kind of go along the lines of that it's interesting because some people will feel sensations warmth chilliness like different things right in their body when they get it and other people won't a lot of people actually fall asleep which I find funny <laughs> But it is really relaxing. I've mentioned this in the past. One of my favorite YouTubers does Reiki and like crystal kind of ASMR type stuff. And it's super relaxing. If you would ask my sisters, they would say they hate it. So I guess it really depends on whether you like, you know, ASMRing those kind of sound triggers and stuff. But a lot of people really find a lot of pain relief from it. And it's a nice thing that you can even mold with other modalities as well. So some people will do, you know, psychic readings or they'll kind of pick up intuitive or psychic information when they're doing a Reiki session on someone. And that's something that definitely happens for me because when you're so connected to somebody's energy like that, you just receive visuals, colors, even I'll see like memories or things that have happened to them. So for me, that's been something that I have kind of melded in with some of my readings and sessions because I just can't not pick up stuff at this point with them. But there are some people who are just more traditional and we'll just do 
a Reiki session as well. And then with that too, like I remember when I would hear about Reiki, I was like, well, what is it? But it is that universal energy and it's also the practitioner will use different symbols and stuff like that that they were taught as well. But it is supposed to be where the energy needs to go, will go, if that makes sense. So wherever you need it the most, that universal energy will kind of go within your body and in your auric field as well. And when I've, and this is where I think a lot of people would then be familiar with when they hear Reiki, then they hear chakras because a lot of Reiki practitioners, you know, they work on these. So the chakras are these energetic fields in your being that you have seven main ones and they govern aspects of your energy that that help you or that sometimes they'll say, you know, your chakra is blocked, which just means it's maybe unbalanced. Maybe if you're not feeling very confident or your, you know, your, your self-worth is something you're struggling with, then your solar plexus chakra might be a little bit unbalanced. And so a practitioner, an energy healing practitioner can help you energetically heal or rebalance, re-energize that, that chakra to help you along. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So then, and then that you kind of mentioned like crystal healing, you know, that's also something that it's using crystals as the facilitators to help move this energy and to help heal this energy and to help kind of balance, you know, these chakras and these energetic fields. And then this is also can be done by sound healing, like sound bathing, which I've had a session and they're phenomenal. I am able to feel when my chakras are being attuned. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's interesting. The first time I ever did a sound bath, I was alone. And you could do them in groups or just alone. And I didn't, it was my first time doing it and I was not aware of how it worked or what, you know, what was going to happen or that it was going to be working on my chakras. I, I, I just went in. I had no idea. And it was interesting because as so if you've seen the sound bowls, a lot of times people have seen like the Tibetan sound bowls. That's those are usually used in a sound bath. And as she would use certain ones, I could feel the sensation on each placement of where these chakras were. And so I asked her, I said, were you working on like my chakras? And she goes, yeah, of course, that's what this, that's what this is. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's cool. Because I could feel like, you know, Especially I remember the ones like when she was on my throat chakra, I could, it just felt like this, like swiping energy. Yeah. Across my throat. And it was really cool. So your energy, I mean, just, it's as simple as like, if you're having a good day or a bad day, the energy that you bring into the space in those days is going to be completely different. So, you know, if you can, if you can shift your energy to being in more of a positive uh, place working at its best, then that helps your day be better. That helps your clarity as to what path you should be on be a little more clearer. It helps, you know, it just helps your mindset. And the more you have this positive mindset and you kind of reside more in this like positive energy, you know, that's going to help life be more enjoyable. I mean, just, yeah, I don't know how to make sure. it, you know, it's, go ahead. Yeah, that's, like a really good point. And that would be why a lot of people would, you know, decide to go to something like that, like a healing yeah. like that. And I love sound healing. I, I've been to like group sound healings and it's so cool because you can just feel the vibration oh, yeah. of like, you know, all the sound. It's so beautiful. But I think, you know, like with Reiki too, like the chakras are, or chakras technically. <laughs> it's yes, a big it is part. Chakra. Yeah. It's a big part of the realignment process and meridians within your body. So like different kind of energy points that kind of go throughout your body. And so it's really beneficial just for balancing yourself off a lot too. So it, it is really good for people who are experiencing a lot of stress or even if you're going through a lot of grief, whether that's the loss of somebody or even disenfranchised grief. So maybe you lost a job or your home or something like that, right? Because when you're experiencing grief, your immune system can go down as well. So yep. this can be something that can help energetically just to help you feel more aligned with yourself and more grounded. And it can be really beneficial for that as well. But yeah, it's right. I love energy work. It's one of those things that it does feel really nice, I find, to actually, you know, have it done to you. And it's becoming one of my favorite things to go out and actually like, you know, do myself. I love readings, but I do find this like I can feel the difference after I get it. Every time. Every yeah. time. 
Okay, so we just have like, I think a couple more here we want to touch on. And I think we can kind of meld these together. I don't even know if that's a word, meld, but we're going to go with that. So, and I want to preface that this is yet another one that is not my expertise. Again, hopefully maybe someday we can have someone on that knows a lot more about this topic. But shamanism and seeing a shaman. So a shaman, as I understand it, every single culture since the dawn of time usually had some important person within their group that would, maybe the word wasn't shaman, but would be what we would describe as a shaman. And this is a person that connects with the energies of nature and can also connect with ancestral spirit and just spirit itself to bring through healing. And I would say the, what I've been exposed to is, is more in a healing space. All of these, really the bottom line of all of this is to offer and facilitate some sort of healing on your journey, whether it's grief or past trauma or, you know, ancestral trauma, whatever it is. That's kind of the idea of the nature of all of these. I have had a reading by a shaman and she used stones to facilitate the reading, which again, you know, is the tool that she learned how to use. So sometimes they can use actually crystals. Sometimes they could use just rocks. And sometimes you'll see, I'm sure people are familiar with what runes are. I'm not saying all shamans use runes, but runes are, it was a writing developed it was by the Norse, the ancient people of Scandinavia. And it might even be from like more of the Germanic area of Europe. So I might not be correct on that, but it's from that culture because they kind of all, they kind of blend together a little bit. Right. But it's basically using those stones to then facilitate a reading as people do with cards, you know, just it's greatly simplify it. So, the, but the shaman is, you know, they are really connecting with those energies of nature and animal to help bring through healing is that is that what you've experienced Shayla yeah and like you said I don't really have a huge knowledge base of it but that that is what I understand too and also just like medicine people women or whatever at the time where like you said they are connecting to nature so they tend to know a lot about different healing modalities too within yes nature kind of thing yeah and it is interesting because yeah there are so many different cultures that have different variations and maybe some of them are not even called shamans like it kind of depends on the area in which they're from but i think that's how i would explain it as well so i think you know if you are interested in getting guidance or you know doing some sort of healing you have quite a list here of options yeah, and avenues so to go down oh we did not touch on the one that you also offer which is aura readings yeah. So aura readings is basically your energy field. So when I do a reading, I'll tap into your energy. And sometimes it's chakra based and other times it's not because it's not just the colors of the chakra because those are very specific tones. But it basically it's interesting because the way I started doing color readings was actually mediumship. So somebody would show me a color and then it just like would give me all these descriptions of their personality and who they were and what they did and how they reacted to the world and things like that. So that's how I started getting into it. And then I ended up taking a certification with Dougal Frazier, who is an aura reader as well. But there's so many different ways. This is something that I've also seen quite popular and every person who does it really has their own understanding of colors. So purple for somebody could be completely opposite. For another reader, there are some people who work with primary like only eight colors and they're very specific to each personality that these colors have. So with like with an aura reading for me, it's really a combination of intuitiveness that comes into play. So it's another way of reading someone's energy. I'll see certain points within their chakra system a lot of time that maybe are a little bit imbalanced or need a little bit of help with that. And it's also very oftentimes personality based. Like I get a lot of people's personality or their life stories or things that they're working on. So if they're working on healing a lot of trauma and they've been doing a lot of work with that, I'll often see like an orange color around them. There's certain astrological signs. <laughs> like Taurus and Leo that I'll see certain tones of purple and Libra as well. And I can usually know that 
they're either carrying some form of that energy with them or that's like actually part of their astrology makeup kind of thing. So for example, like a Leo who has a really intense, dense purple may be having moments where maybe their throat chakra as well is a little bit too open or they're kind of getting a little bit more into their ego and they kind of need to release some of that and kind of tone that color down a little bit. And then we can also have other people's auras can influence our energy as well. So I'll see sometimes people bring in other colors from like family members or colleagues that they're working with and that can affect their energy as well. But it is a fun kind of reading because for most people, they can picture these colors and they can kind of understand them. And you can also work with colors too, so you can bring in certain colors into your life to kind of set a certain kind of vibration or a tone. So if you're needing like mothering or loving energy, you can start wearing a lot of pink or just put pink around your house so you can use it that way too. And so what I've started doing is making these color orbs to represent people's auras. So I'll paint what I see as best as I can to give them a visual of what I'm seeing as well. So that's kind of fun because then you get to, yeah, you have that visual, which is kind of cool. But yeah, it, it, it works both ways, mediumistically and psychically and everywhere. One uses it differently. A lot of medical intuitives use it as well to kind of see things within the body. So it is really cool. And like I said, everyone has their different meaning of the colors. So it really depends on yeah, that and that, too. And I've seen a lot of people get the aura photography. Yeah, photography which is done, interesting. Which are, those are really interesting. Yeah. And so that's a question I want to ask then. So for people that do or have had that done, is it true that that's just what your aura is of that moment? That that would clearly change as your energy and your situation and your environment and circumstances change, correct? Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting thing too, because sometimes people show me their pictures and when I look at it I'll kind of give them a description of what I'm getting from it and oftentimes for those it tends to portray like what's happening in your life at that moment or like stories of what's happening like you're going through a divorce or something and your energy is really kind of like a certain color because right. you're making you're trying to make decisions in your life and maybe you, you know you're doing a lot of letting go or whatever so I've noticed that again it's so subjective it's very much so an interpretation so right. some i could you know somebody could get a picture done and they could have like yellow and red but i might actually see that they have like an aqua tone color and light purple or whatever like it's really about the story that the color is trying to tell you to help that person in, in the moment that they're in but i have noticed like i follow and listen to a few different podcasts of people who do color readings and on Instagram. And a lot of the colors that they have are really similar to what I've also received too from Spirit. As It's kind of like a dictionary almost in a way with the colors. Like you kind of mm, build it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they vary. They're not always the same. Like one person's red is not the, the other person's red, if that makes sense. Because mm -hmm. the tones shift. And sometimes I'll see like sparkles or different patterns or even numbers and stuff like that within their aura. But usually we all have a core aura. So that's basically an essence or a color that we were born with that kind of matches our personality and things that we came down here to accomplish. Like it's just a supportive energy for us. And then it expands and we pick up different colors. And depending on where we're going in our life, we'll also pick up different colors and they do change. So Generally, like some people have kind of a signature color, then there's like a lot of different colors around them, depending on what's mm. happening, if that makes sense. I think it's so cool. Awesome. Well, I think we've hit pretty much most of the major ones. There's probably more out there. If anyone's listening, if there is another type of reading, I know there are a few others out there. If there's one that you have had and you want a little more guidance on or kind of a little more of an exclamation on, please email us. Or even if you've had a reading and you've just had a really cool experience, that would be yeah. kind of cool to, to get that too. And we'd, we'd love to share that on a future episode. Before we signed on today for this, I did do a little card poll. And it's so interesting because I looked at these and I was like, I wonder how that's going to make sense. And then because we didn't even know what topic we were going to do today. We decided once we got on the, on the call. So, yeah, it's interesting how that works. So I'm going to go ahead and share those real quick. The first one I got is honesty is the best policy. And what I like about this is because this really does kind of hone in on the message I was getting across that whoever your reader is, you need to, they need to make you feel comfortable that they are being as open and honest with you as possible. And, you know, I also think it's good that before you go into a reading to kind of check in with yourself. And kind of be honest with yourself and see kind of really what it is you're needing out of this reading and then kind of being open and honest with yourself as to how you're going to receive that information and how and how that can help you. The next card I got was Angel of Vision. And this card falls in a position of reminding you of what your strength is. And what that strength is, is that even though 
like Shayla and I, for example, have spent time to develop it. Maybe, you know, maybe we, I don't like to say natural, but maybe, maybe we have, we're more inclined to learn how to understand this information or how to interpret it. Every single one of us is hardwired to connect and we are all the same within and we are all part of the greater spirit and the greater story, however it is that feels comfortable for you. So when it does come to situations in your life, take some time to listen to your intuition. Take some time to see how it is the thing or situation makes you feel and, and, and lean into that first. And I will remind people, there's our intuition and then there's our ego. Our intuition is always going to make us feel positive. It's going to help us feel expanded. It's going to feel warm and comforting. Our ego is going to usually be fear-based. It's usually going to have a timeline associated with it. Like if I don't get X done by then, then Z will happen. It's going to have worry attached to it. So start to pay attention to that for yourself. And I think kind of starting to listen to that, which leads into the next card, which is the angel of clearing. That's going to really help your path and your needs and your your understandings be a lot more clear because it's when we get kind of stuck in that ego and and in that fear and in that worry, that's when things get cloudy. And that's when, you know, if we're scared of something, we're probably not going to stretch ourselves far enough to, to learn and to have experiences that could actually really benefit us on our journey. And then the last card is God of the Arts, which this is, this is just talking about using our creativity and our, and our power to create what it is that's going to be best for us to help us through whatever the situation is that you're currently facing or, or you're currently going through. So um, I think that really does kind of beautifully tie in with so, yeah, you know, why, people, why people get readings. And, you know, just remember, again, these are all definition tools. They all work you know, anything you use can work. Some people use Ouija boards, you know, some people use stones, cards, whatever it is. You, like I said, you're, you're the magic, the magic's within you. So it's just learning to really, to listen to that and, and not ignore it. You know, I know myself and I'm sure Shayla, I'll let her share if she has, but I know before I really started leaning into it, there's so many times I look back and things that happened throughout life. And I'm like, I knew I, you know, I had a feeling about that. Yeah. I knew I shouldn't have. My gut told me this and I just never listened to it. So, you know, that's part of this path I'm on is learning to finally listen. Yeah, no, I love all of that. And the last thing you said too, like our intuition, we all have it, but sometimes it's about the awareness of it and actually following through with it. And I know I've had to trip and fall a lot of times yep. <laughs> with my intuition. I'm like, oh, and now even still, there are times I know spirit is testing me. And I think they, they test all of us with these little things that are not like serious life moments, but enough to go like, hey, you should have listened to that. And it's just a learning lesson where you can go, oh, okay, next time I get that feeling, I'll lean into it more and I'll actually follow it. Yes. And then what you were saying too with the cards, I think getting a reading can be a really fun experience, but it's really also, it should be in a sense like a test on your own intuition. So once you have had your reading, it's really good to kind of reflect back on it and think like, you know, did all of it resonate? What parts didn't? Like it can be really good, like journaling kind of activity mm -hmm. kind of thing to kind of go over. And I think with readings, it can be just like a good way to get to know yourself, not just because someone's telling you about yourself, but like because you can think about it and you can kind of assess it. And that can translate into your everyday life where you're able to feel into things a little bit better. And you have more practice with that. So I think that's kind of a benefit that a reading can have as well. So for sure. Like when you have a reading, use your intuition as to what's being interpreted. You know, that's I even though I know like mediumistically, like when we're like, okay, I feel there's like a male presence. I feel this presence is older. I feel like he smokes cigars. You're the one that has to listen to your intuition and be like, oh, that was grandpa. Like, I know you have to listen to that voice. So regardless of what kind of reading you get, use your own intuition and connect with your own spirit to really hone in on what the messaging is. Because again, that person's just interpreting what it is they're picking up. Mm -hmm. And there may be times too, like the thing about writing it down that's so good is that you can kind of look mm -hmm. back on it too, or even just a recording if you listen to it again. There have been times where I didn't understand the message at first. Yeah, I was like, oh, I don't know, like, but I'll hold on to it and kind of see what happens. And then I find out, you know, certain family histories I wasn't aware of or things do kind of unfold. So it is one of those things that 
it's okay if it doesn't make sense at the time and you can be like good with that. And then maybe it will eventually come for full circle and you'll be like, oh, I understand that kind of thing. So that is kind of another interesting aspect of it. For sure. A lot of times things come not necessarily true, but they make sense later. I've Mm -hmm. had, you know, sometimes there's moments that the information you're not meant to understand it at that moment. You're meant to hear it at that moment. Right. But it's not meant to make sense until later. And then you look back and you're like, oh, that's what I was told. Okay. Okay. This this is a sign. I'm on the right path or whatever it may be. But yeah, yeah, I love that you brought that up because that's so true. Exactly. And then just one more thing I want to ask you is, is there a card deck or divination tool that you really enjoy that you would recommend to those listening? I, so I have done some training with a guy named Kyle Gray, which he's very popular within the spiritual community. He's been around for a while. He's created a ton of card decks that I find they're just, the artwork is beautiful. I feel like they're very easy to understand and learn. So for, if you're looking for like Oracle card, that's a great place to start. And then, and he has so many different kind of decks. My other favorite deck, which I, the guy that created these, I think there's only a handful of decks that he created, but Tony Carmine Salerno, I'm sorry if I pronounced any of that wrong. That was actually, it was his Angels, Gods, and Goddess deck that I use today. I love his deck as well. The artwork is beautiful. And again, they're They're very user-friendly. There's a tarot deck that I do have that I like. It's called the Foundation, Foundation Tarot. It's very beautiful. The artwork is super beautiful and the imagery is very, it's not, you know, as we were saying, it's not so gothic or so occult feeling. It definitely kind of feels a lot more modern. So if you are looking for a tarot deck, I I personally like that one, but there are so many out there. Like, so, (laughs) you know, any metaphysical shop, Like, or if there's a crystal store that, you know, a lot of times crystal stores carry decks, obviously Amazon, you know, but support local if you can. I'm a small business owner. So, (laughs) I mean, it's hard to not get things from Amazon, but if you can, if you can support a local business, do that. But just go and see and just, again, listen to your intuition and feel, you know, does this, when I hold this deck, do I feel expanded or contracted? You know, like feel that in your stomach, like what? How do I feel when I hold this? And there's so many out there. If you're into, you touched on this earlier about Oracle decks, like they have ones that are like all about dragons. They have ones that are about fairies, (laughs) ones that are about animals. So, you know, yeah, if you're like, if you love animals, they probably even have, I think they even have like tarot decks or even Oracle decks that are based upon like maybe TV shows or something, you know, like I'm sure there's there's a a lot. There's a Harry Potter one or or whatever. I, I had so, a Nightmare Before Christmas one yes, too. Yes, <laughs> yes. I should get a Muppet one. I love Jim Henson oh and Muppet. <laughs> if they don't have one, they should. Anyway, so yeah, that's there's so many out there. Just but yeah, if I the ones that I use a lot, I I really like the ones that Kyle Gray has produced. They're just they're very positive and just very uplifting. So mm-hmm. that would be that would be my suggestion. Yeah, and for mine, I like Rebecca Campbell. I yes. like the art on those ones. They're very pretty. You can do a Google search and kind of see what they look like. And then another one that I ended up getting as a gift last year was the Spellcasting Oracle Cards. And it's by Flavia, Kate Peters, and Barbara. Oh my gosh, her last name. Michael John Freed. <laughs> it's kind of a weird spelling. But I'd never heard of this deck before. And it has like witchy vibes. So if you're like into that type of thing, that's kind of a cool card deck. But I think there are 48 cards in this. And the thing I really like about these is... The messaging in an oracle card book like it's a really good one to do just for yourself when i pull like three of these cards in a row i'm always completely amazed at how like relevant it is to what i'm going through and sometimes it's stuff that i'm like oh i don't want to hear that but it is true and it's something i have to work on so this is one of those in the middle it's not super happy happy but it's also not like too low vibration where it's just a lot of mm-hmm. i don't know some of them can be very like tell you what is kind of thing but it you might want to hear a little bit of positive stuff too. So this one's a good balance. I find it actually makes me think, and I love this one for doing journaling because I can really get a lot of intuitive answers for myself as well. And then again, if you're into Wicca kind of stuff or things like that, like they have little spells and like magical meanings and little rituals and stuff that you can do. So again, this is something that like is not going to be for everybody, but could actually appeal to a lot of people as well. So Mm -hmm. that's my recommendations for that type of thing. And 
And I want to say too, every deck is going to come with a manual and it's going to give you suggestions for spreads to use. Mm -hmm. But again, you're the one in charge. So just use that to start with, but then feel into what feels right. Because whatever you decide is how you are going to do your spread. And if you kind of make that how it is you do it, then spirit works with that. You know, I think I've touched on that before too. You can deviate from the way that the book says that, that you have to do it. This is just a suggestion as to how the author would suggest doing it, right. not the way that it has to be done. Yeah, exactly. So like one way that Kyle Gray teaches, instead of like past, present, future, because I think people can get kind of really stuck on that, you can also look at it as strength, heart, challenge, you know, and I kind of like that mm-hmm. because that kind of, that kind of opens up a little bit more and makes it less restrictive as right. the past, present, future. Although yeah. it kind of does mean the same thing. And then and I do want to, I do want to also touch on one deck too that's kind of cool. If you are someone that is open to developing your mediumistic abilities, one card deck that I have had some benefit from using is it's called the Mediumship Training Deck, and that's by John Holland and Lauren Rainbow. John Holland is a very well-known psychic medium, and so is Lauren Rainbow. They're both mm-hmm. amazing. I like following Lauren on on Instagram. But this is a great deck. So what I did personally, it's a 50-card deck, and every week I would just pick one card, and it kind of gives you a topic of mediumship development to work on. So that's how I use it. You could use it however you wanted. But I don't know. It's just It was kind of a fun different way to use a card deck to kind of help you on on your development journey yeah that one is really cool because i haven't actually seen anything like that and like before so no yeah yeah it's cool well thank you everyone for joining us today this was an awesome topic i love this topic i feel like this is going to be one of our longer episodes so I, yeah i might like, have to I feel cut like it this, into two <laughs> this is probably going to have to be a two-parter and again if you have any questions even just email us we want we want people to get involved and you know to be a part of the show with us so Please, exactly. please, if you feel called to do it, do it. Yeah. So thank you for listening. And all the links will be below in the show notes and you can just click that and yeah, see all the different things that we have. Hey, Soli listeners. Thank you so much for being here with us today. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify. And this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth. Send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media linked below as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just want to share your story, you can do that below. 